All right, what's up, guys? You know what it is. Welcome back to Couchside Sports. Hey, let's go. What's up? We got Mike Burke uh, on the other line, calling from Queens again? Yeah, we're calling from Queens again. Repping the, never repping Staten Island anymore? What happened? No, no, I mean, I, I go down there every once in a while, but uh, Queens is a little more convenient for me. Yeah, yeah, I feel you, I feel you. <laughs> uh, all right, so you know what it is, Couchside Sports, where we give you our perspectives on sports from the comforts of our couches, the way it should be. And we got a bunch of stuff we want to talk about today, but I think we have to start with what happened on TNF, Thursday Night Football, Ravens blowing out the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. But we got some fireworks. Kiko Alonso destroyed Joe Flacco. Um, he tried to kill him. He, he tried he to legit, kill him. He, he legit tried to kill him. Is it attempted manslaughter? 100% attempted manslaughter. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. But I thought, I mean, it's like it's like a gray area because... Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, you have um, Danny Trevathan. That's how you say his name? Trevathan? Yeah, Trevathan, yep. So he gets suspended for his hit. And his, I think was actually not as bad as Kiko's. Because, oh, I, th- I thought it was way worse. Yeah, I mean, but you you got to look at the different sides. So, like, Trevathan said that he just saw a player wrapped up, and, and then they teach them, like, if there's a player wrapped up, you still go in there, and you still try to make the hit because, you know, the person can can get out of it. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, it would help the helmet. looks really bad. But this one, like, with Kiko, Joe Flacco... Didn't know what play he was on after he got hit. Yeah, but that's that's his fault. <laughs> you gotta be I know, tough. I, I mean, he did get clocked in the head. His helmet went flying. His ear, he's bleeding out of like his ear. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of badass though. It, it looked it looked kind of crazy. That game got so chippy after too. It was oh my god. Especially for a game that wasn't close. I know, like Sue, Sue like grabbed Ryan Mallett by the throat and like shoved him, <laughs> and then. Some other guy like poked like one of the Ravens players in the eyes or something like that. I was like, "Holy shit! Like, what is going on?" Yeah, but if, if the Dama King Sue doesn't like try to like choke throat somebody, he's probably not <laughs> playing football. <laughs> that's but just how he does it. That's yeah. the bottom line. Yeah. Every Thanksgiving, I look forward to him just like stomping someone in the face while they're on the ground. <laughs> um, but honestly, the, I would definitely disagree with you on the uh, Danny Trevathan's hit being not as excessive. Kiko's, I, this might be a hot take, but I don't have that big of a problem with it because all the rules are stacked against the defense. Yeah. Like, Joe Flacco, he's running. He's trying to get the first down. And Kiko, like, it's, the play happens right on the first down line. Yeah. Like, if Kiko Alonso doesn't come flying in to try to prevent him from getting the first down, he's probably just going to pick it up, like, easily. Yeah. So, like, he has to try to make a play. And he doesn't know when Joe Flacco is going to slide. You know, if Joe Flacco, he could slide five yards short of the first down or he could, you know, keep running after it. So he just, he's in the mode to try to make a play. And QBs always do this, whether it's sliding, they try to wait to the last second. And it's like they're trying to get the most amount of yardage and draw a penalty at the same time, which just isn't fair because there's not really like a negative for them. If you know what I mean? Like there's, like there's no, there's never going to be a penalty on him. There's really yeah. no negative to him except getting hurt, which obviously he did. But, um, and, and guys do this also, too, when they're, like, with late hits out of bounds, 
they'll like tow the sideline for as long as they can. And then right before they're going to get hit, they jump out and they, you know, half the time they draw the flag. And I just feel like if you're going to run as a quarterback going into the the linebackers world, the defense's world, then you got to just give yourself up earlier before that hit can even become a thing. Cause it happens within like two, three yards of him sliding and him getting hit. Like where he started sliding, where Alonzo was when he started to slide, it's like three yards. Which when two guys are running at each other, it's like less than a second. And you know, if if Kigo Alonzo came out and said I intentionally tried to hit him right in the side of the head with my shoulder, then yeah, that's definitely like warrants some fine or suspension or whatever. But yeah, I think he's he just trying to make a play. <laughs> he didn't try to target him in the head. Like where are you gonna hit a guy who's sliding? Like his head was the only thing up, so Yeah. I thought he makes some good points. Um it it was like a bang bang play. Uh but I don't know, it just looked vicious because, like, oh, like yeah. his helmet went flying and how he was, like, had his hand up in the air. I didn't know where the hell he was. Yeah. He, like, but. it looked like he woke up and, like, pressed his alarm off and then went back to sleep. <laughs> like, he, like, popped up, like, looked around, and then he was just back on the ground. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think, mean. like, the look of it has a lot to do with why people think it was so bad. Yeah. And it, it deserved a penalty. Uh, just... Based off how it looked, like you just have to throw a penalty on that. Yeah. Um, and they're obviously trying to protect the quarterback. So by the rules, I guess, you know, it's a penalty and maybe he deserves a fine or whatever. But, man, the defense got nothing going for him these days. No, oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's a lot of uh, the NFL wants a lot more scoring, you know, just to make the games more exciting. So they, they stack these penalties up on this defense. So Yeah, it's too bad. And then... The Dolphins, who, the Dolphins are a crazy team too. I mean, they got beat forty nothing by a Ravens team. I don't think is that good. No. And like p- people have been up and down in the Dolphins like all year. It's it's a wild ride. I mean, the Dolphins did have Matt Moore starting, and yeah, I mean, but Matt Moore looked like a savior when they played the Jets. He did, he did, but that's why he's a backup, you know, inconsistent. Yeah. Um. We'll see what happens with Jay Cutler. I don't know if he's coming back like this week or not. I'm not sure, but yeah, we'll I don't see. know. It looked like they were ready to ride with Matt Moore after the New York game. They were kind of like, okay, maybe we should have started this guy the whole way. Yeah, and then he looked like trash. Yeah, so <laughs> he threw he threw like interception that like I would throw out there. Yeah, like noodle arm, like staring at the same receiver since the start of the play. Yeah, it looked, right looked like college way. football. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I don't like taking shots at college football. But, uh, the NFL is definitely better. We'll move yeah. on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we got a, a Halloween special here Ooh. for all of our dedicated listeners. Nice. Uh, you mentioned on the last episode it was getting a little spooky, you know? <laughs> a little spooky. A little spooky. Uh, so we figured we'd do a quick segment here. Halfway through the NFL season, what teams scare you? What teams are for real? Who do you see on, you know, your team's schedule that you're like, shit, that might be a tough game. Like, they actually scare me. Um, so I don't think there's a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple obvious ones uh, with the Eagles, Chiefs, and Patriots. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah, I agree with that. Those, Those are the top four. Who's your top four? Uh, Patriots, Chiefs, Eagles, and... uh 
It's tough. I mean, after those three, it's like, I don't know. I mean, the the next few I'd throw out there, even though they don't have the best records, would probably be the Cowboys, who, I mean, I don't care. They're like three and three. Are they three and four? They're three and three. They're three and three. They still scare me. I don't know. They don't scare me as much. Really? I, I say, uh, I can't say the Saints scare me that much, but no. they've been playing pretty well. They're they've been playing been well, but pretty solid, and their offense is scary. Their offense is scary, but they can always put up thirty on you. They so. can, but they they don't really have that much of a running game. I mean, Mark Ingram's he's good, but yeah, then I don't got know. Alvin Kamara, who's a pass catcher, change of pace guy. Yeah, you know, their running game's solid, but their offense is more Drew Brees. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's just Drew Brees. He's getting up there in age, and their defense just isn't. All that. I mean, I know they scored three touchdowns on the Lions uh, the other week, you know, and whenever you see a defense get three touchdowns, like, oh, they're incredible. But they also yeah. gave up, like, 40 points that game. So, yeah. <laughs> like, are they good or are they bad? I don't know. But So, I don't know. New Orleans doesn't quite do it for me. I would, I would put the Cowboys in there, like I said. I still kind of see them as the team they were last year. They've had some really close losses. Um, the Packers would have been in there, but with no Aaron Rodgers, it's – I don't want to say a cakewalk now, but I don't even see them as an upper, you know, above average team anymore. So yeah, there's another team that I'm seeing here that I feel is a little a little scary, especially if their quarterback like picks it up is is uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh yeah, their defense their defense is super solid, like it always is. They have the best wide receiver, best running back in the game. So if Ben Roethlisberger stops playing like trash, to like be Eli Manning, <laughs> yeah. If Ben Roethlisberger stops doing his best Eli Manning impression and just plays fucking football, and <laughs> I think I think they could be a good team. I mean, they're five and two. Oh yeah, know? and they they have good wins. They beat the Chiefs. Yep. Um, I mean, they lost to the Bears, now. but <laughs> so they got some ups and downs. But yeah, I definitely say I'm I'm always scared of that offense. Yeah, and I, I'm always scared of the Steelers because I feel like they're the type of team that plays to the level of competition. So, you know, when they lost to the Bears, they were playing to the competition of the Bears. But then when they beat the Chiefs, they were playing to the level of competition where they need to beat the Chiefs. It's, like, weird. They, they can fluctuate, yeah. um, but, you know, they're always scary because, you know, if you get into the playoffs, beating the Steelers in the playoffs is not really easy. Yeah, I definitely, and they've won a couple rings. Uh, with Big Ben, even though they've been scattered out amongst the years and they haven't won one recently, but they always put up a good fight, even though the Patriots usually stomp them out in the conference finals. But yeah, <laughs> um, I mean Patriots, like Patriots, just stomp stomp everybody out in the AFC. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they like the the LeBron James of the NFL. Oh yeah, and then one other team I gotta give. Uh, uh, this is a team that you support, so I'll give you a little props here. I'm still a little bit scared of the Raiders. I know I know they're three and four, but I'm still a little scared of them. They they uh getting Derek Carr back and him being healthy is huge because if they have a Derek Carr that they thought they're gonna have going into the season and they start to figure it out a little bit, the Raiders can win some games, man. And they can beat some tough they can beat some tough opponents. Yeah, especially if, if Marshawn Lynch stops pushing reps and stuff and getting suspended. but Yeah, I think Marshawn Lynch has spent a little too much time 
working on his new TV show. Yeah. You seen that? No script? <laughs> I have not watched it yet, but I've heard of it. <laughs> I've I've seen the commercials for it. It looks funny, man. I'm I'll gotta check it out, but Yeah, he's a pretty funny guy. I saw him like with Bear Grylls before. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Did he <laughs> should have stayed like, retired? <laughs> yeah, he should have just been like a, a public cook personality. Yeah. He they wanted... had him in like Scotland too going around. It's funny. Yeah, just like biking around the streets, getting hit by buses and shit. <laughs> he's wild. Yep. He's hitting the buses, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's probably true. <laughs> and then also, Amari Cooper was revived from the dead last week against Kansas City. Oh yeah, who didn't start him, by the way? Uh, that was me. Oh, everybody oh. who wants to know, yes, Amari <laughs> Cooper put up a forty spot on my bench. Um, I still stand by that. Decision though. That was a good move. It was a good move because now Amari knows it's serious. He knows. Yeah, he knows. He knows. He saw that he got. He saw that he was like, "Damn, French really benched me." Yeah, he went yeah, out on that field. Yeah. Something felt wrong. He's like, "Yeah, damn, am I not starting?" <laughs> uh, I mean, are you going to start him this week? I have to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, after that performance, forty points. Got to. Got to. Um, Watch him go out there. He's going to drop about. He's going to drop like three and eight passes. <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's averaging. Before his 40-point game, he's averaging 4.3 on the year or something. What I would rather just take my chance with Danny Amendola. <laughs> Amendola's um, tough, man, because he'll either have, like, a eight-catch, hundred-yard game or, or he doesn't, like, really do the field. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's tough to trust New England offensive weapons. But yeah. I think those are pretty much all the teams that, that scare me. Seattle still is not quite there. No, they're not. Um, yeah, and then after that, there's just not a lot of teams who are are left with two or less losses. Yeah. And even the ones that are, like the Vikings are 5-2. and two. I could see them not making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Vikings are just like in the perfect scenario right now as to where the Packers lost Rodgers, which hurts them. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs now. The Bears suck. The Lions. The Lions probably have the best shot of, like, beating the Vikings from that division because the Bears yeah. suck. So I still think that maybe the Vikings will come out. But it depends on what happens. I mean, are they going to ride with Case Keenum or when, is, when Sam Bradford is finally healthy? I don't know when that's going to be. Teddy Bridgewater, like, too. Teddy Bridgewater's coming back, too. Like, If they, they were have, smart, they, some, they would like, run energy. with the best team in the league the Cleveland Browns do. Just roll out three quarterbacks a game, different one each drive. That's the that's the pattern <laughs> to success. I mean, they could. They have uh, Teddy Bridgewater. He could scramble out there and everything. Yeah, they could have a uh, pass read option or whatever they call it, and then they run that with Teddy. Sam Bradford's in there just when they need to like get an injury timeout, and then yeah. you put Case Keenum in just out of nowhere to just switch it up on the defense. Maybe like run some crazy trick plays and have Case Keenum and, and Bridgewater lined up together back out there. <laughs> I like that. Some, hey, Teddy could play cat. a little running back. Yeah, some Wildcat. Yeah, bring the Wildcat back. I would love to see that. Oh, yeah. If they bring the Wildcat back, they'll win the division. <laughs> They've got the respect. The um, Wildcat brings respect. All right, so that's all the teams who... Scare us or kind of scare us in our yeah. in our Halloween special there for the NFL, uh, and then we'll move on to the NBA here. Ooh, 
this got me thinking. So I, I watched Marcus Cousins dominate the Sacramento Kings when the Pelicans returned to uh, the Golden One Arena over there in Sacramento. Oh, yeah. Uh, he put up like 41 points and like 17 rebounds. It was crazy numbers. Without Davis, though, right? Without Anthony Davis, yes. Yeah. But the Pelicans won. They came from behind. They were down like 20, and uh, he led them back and won. And it was just really cool to see him. Who he, I mean, he played for the Kings for however long, six, seven years he was there, and they were terrible. They treated him bad. They were different coaches all the time. And yeah. so to see him go back and, like, conquer that was pretty cool. Yeah. I like Boogie, man. I, I always like Marcus. He's a little bit of a diva, but he plays hard. And, you know, he puts his, he wears his heart on the sleeve on the court. Yeah, yeah man. He's, he's got to be a top 15 talent in the NBA. Oh, of course. When you're putting up numbers, 41-17, like. Beast. I mean, and he's doing that, like, night in, night out. So. Yeah, he really props is. To, props to Boogie Cousins. I hope that his future is good. I don't know what is going to happen with him because he's a free agent after this year. So. We'll yeah, it was, I mean, someone's giving him the max. Yeah, someone, of course, is going to give him the max. Is it going to be New Orleans? I don't know. Are they going to trade him at the deadline this year? They might. Because maybe they're like, you know what, this is, this experiment's not working. We're just going to keep Davis and trade Cousins. Or they could shock the world and, and trade Anthony Davis and then try to resign Cousins. Nah, nah, they would never but. do that. <laughs> um, but So, yeah, we saw DeMarcus return to Sacramento. Uh, on the same night, we saw Paul Millsap return to Atlanta and get a W. Ooh, that one's not as interesting. <laughs> What's that? It said, ooh, what a surprise. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Atlanta's some trash, but... Uh, yeah, and then, the best player is Dennis Schroeder. Ooh. I don't know. Kent Bazemore's nice, man. There's no way Kent Bazemore is better than Schroeder. <laughs> nah, bro. Schroeder Kent Bazemore for life. 48 shots a game. <laughs> uh, so then we also saw on opening night, obviously, Kyrie... Return to Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we, we kind of covered that game enough last week. I won't bring back the bad memories for you. Oh, God. Every day. Every day. <laughs> Every day I wake up screaming. <laughs> and then uh, we'll look forward to, you know, what other returns are we going to see from big names going back to the teams they left uh, in the future that you're interested in watching and, and seeing? Um, obviously, as, as a Celtics man, I'm really interested in seeing Isaiah Thomas go back to Boston. Yeah. I think that's going to be cool. I feel like uh, the crowd there really needs to give this man a standing ovation. If they boo Isaiah Thomas, I will be so mad. That well, man played his heart and his soul, blood, sweat, and tears in yeah. the playoffs for them. He deserves nothing but respect from the Boston fans. So, If they I were to boo him, would you resign as a Boston fan? Um, no, because those people don't speak for me and they don't speak for the Boston Celtics, I would just be disappointed in Boston. Gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they'll be going back to Boston on uh, January 3rd and February 11th. I don't know when IT is going to be back. Yeah. I mean, I've heard rumors that he could be back in December, January, around there. Okay. I've also heard that he won't come back till February, so right now it's like a toss-up. So we'll see. Yeah, so he's coming back sometime around then. It would be kind of cool to see him, like, his first game with the Cavs be played, like, in Boston. If he came back yeah, from his injury like to play Boston. I would like that because I feel like they will go lose the first game when they come back. 
just because they won't know how to play. I mean, they don't know how to play right now. The Cavs are a mess. Yeah, when you lose to the Nets, and then the Nets turn around and got blown out by the Knicks, like, what is going on? <laughs> and they, they lost to the Magic the next night. Yeah. And they just lost last night, too, so. I feel like they're just like, you know what, whatever. Let's get a low seed. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Switch it up. But, yeah, so I definitely would be interested to see Isaiah go back to Boston. Like you said, they definitely should cheer him, definitely give him a standing ovation. I think they will. Uh, I, I really can't see them booing or anything. And this returns like, so much different than Kyrie's because, like, Kyrie wanted to leave, you know? So it's, like, more of a acidic return where the fans, it's, like, a hate-love thing. But Isaiah, it's, like, it's all love. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then another return game that I really want to see that I'll be waiting for, as you know, since I'm a Clippers fan, who I can't, unfortunately, I can't say they're the only remaining undefeated team anymore because they lost last night to Detroit. Oof. But Chris Paul going back to L.A., taking the Rockets back to the Clipperland. Uh, that's going down January 15th. I'm expecting nothing but love, but I don't know, because he did kind of force his way out of there. Yeah. Um, it should be it should be love for him, because Chris Paul, I mean... At some point, you have to think about yourself. You have to think about your own career because it's more than basketball. This is your life, um, and you know he was in, he was sitting in L.A. and he felt he he felt like he was probably just like wasting the last few years of his career. And he's like, you know, we're not competing with the Warriors. Like, what are we doing? Am I just going to finish my career losing? Like, he wants to win. Yeah. So I can't really blame him for saying like I want to I want to trade. I mean, he he picked up his option and everything, but I mean. I can't. I can't fault him. Yeah, I can't really either. And and more or less, I mean, the team was good. The team was good enough, but things just always went wrong. Whether it was uh, him getting hurt, Blake Griffin getting hurt, they blow a you know three one lead to the Rockets in the semifinals, or yeah. um, I think it was two thousand twelve they lost, or two thousand thirteen they lost a really tough game uh, to the Thunder, which was a game five, which would have put them up three two, and there's some terrible calls. So just whether it was a team or not, it's just nothing was going right. Things always seemed to take a turn for the worse. So I can't really blame him for getting out of that situation. But the fans exactly. should, it, it should be all love because Chris Paul brought them the best six-year stretch in the history of the franchise. Oh, I mean, yeah. They had never won more than 50 games before he got there, and they were doing it consistently. I think they did it five out of the six years he was there. They won over 50 games. So, yeah. I mean, it should be nothing but love. Hopefully they praise him. Uh, maybe I'll buy a ticket, fly out to L.A., support my guy, but <laughs> only if only if the listeners fund me, though. Oh, yeah. We'll get another GoFundMe up. <laughs> another one, yeah. <laughs> we got about eight going right now. Yeah, they're all pending, though. They, they still haven't quite gone up. They're all pending. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, pending GoFundMe. Just wait on it. Wait on it. Um, so then another return game that I figured we could mention, Carmelo Anthony. Going back to New York, because that's that was like one of the most volatile situations in sports for like three years there. Oh yeah. With some people wanting Carmelo out, Carmelo. I still don't even know if Carmelo knew what he wanted. I know he he wanted out, but I know he also loves New York. It was just a weird uh, dynamic going on over there. So what what should we expect to see in his return to MSG Madison Square Garden? 
Um, I think it's about more of the same. I think there should be just another no love for Melo because, you know, he suffered in New York long enough. Those fans should not boo him and make him suffer anymore. I mean, they're going to lose. The Knicks will lose that game. Uh, and I hope Melo puts up 50 against them. That would be amazing. Because, uh, you know, Melo, Melo was, in, was on that team for a long time, and everyone knew that he wanted to get traded, but from my understanding, he was, like, never really, like, super public about it. He never said anything to like really disrespect the team. No, it yeah. More like there's more like yeah, like I'm, if they would trade me, that'd be great. I love it, but right now I'm the Nick, you know. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's pretty like respectable, and I feel like you know Mel should get. They got like the Knicks need to show like a tribute video and stuff like that because. Yeah, I there should be a tribute to. video in every single one of these returns. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, not Kyrie's. No, not Kyrie, but I'm saying Chris Paul going back to LA needs one. Yeah. Mel of the Garden needs one, and Isaiah back to Boston needs one. Yeah, I would agree with all those three. And Mellow. They were all integral to. Who's that? I said they were all like pretty integral to their team's success, and you know they meant a lot to their city. So. Yeah, and the fans should thank them more than anything, you know. Yeah. 100%. You got to be appreciative. Yeah, you know, life's short. Yeah. They thank. Oh, ooh, are we getting deep? <laughs> Oh yeah, we're getting deep. We're getting philosophical. Ooh, but we stick to sports. Yeah, we stay woke though. <laughs> but we always stick to sports. Uh, yeah. So yeah, with Melo going back to the Garden, I I hope, like you said, like you're saying, if he got fifty, it'd be amazing. I hope the Thunder just feature him like exclusively. Oh yeah. Like Westbrook will go out and get like eighteen assists, all to Melo. Yep, <laughs> all to Melo. All to Melo. Don't pass to anyone else. Anyone else. <laughs> I don't want to see any of these dump offs to Steven Adams where he goes a thousand miles at the rim and then just throws it at Adams' face. No. All <laughs> kickouts to Mello. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's a good game plan. Because uh, I think the Knicks, they tried to make Mello their like, number one option. Yeah. If they brought in some other stars like, like how the Thunder have and Mello's able to play a little bit off the ball, I think I talked about this like, when. He got first got traded to the Thunder, but I think the idea that he's a ball hog is like so misconstrued. Like he did it because he was the only player who could take those shots and like carry the team. I think he's more than happy to play off the ball. So oh yeah, especially now in his career too. I agree yeah. with that. You know, Melo. I mean, he did have the reputation of being a ball hog, but who else was on that team? Like, who else did you want to have the ball anyway? Like. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, now he's a ball hog, but he's the one that you want him to. Have. He's the one you want to have the ball. So, like, what can you even say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because on the flip side of the coin, we got uh, LeBron James who passes up a couple game-winning shots to give teammates open looks, and he gets killed. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think people are just too hard to please, man. Yeah, for real. I mean, these Knicks fans, man, they could. If Melo puts up fifty, he's a ball hog. If he, you know, puts up. 15 it's like oh he's not helping the team so <laughs> I know they should be appreciative because the Knicks are going to be trash for the next like five years unless something crazy happens so yeah uh, I feel bad for the guy but at least he's out out in Thunderland so that game is going to be uh, December 16th and he already played the Knicks but he was in Oklahoma City which is not quite the same so yeah uh, and they did win that game they won by like 20 so uh, I I would ride with your prediction that the Knicks will lose that game when Carmelo returns. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate it. No time takes, but. <laughs> yeah, really, really bold of you, but I'll, I'll, I'll back you on that one. I like it. Uh, okay, so we can now move on to Couchside's favorite segment. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, breaking news, it isn't news. All right. And we'll stick with the NBA. You got some NBA breaking news, it isn't news, correct? I do, I do. All right, give, so, give us a good word. All right, so this is a real hot take here. Uh, in case you guys didn't know, breaking news, it isn't news. Kyrie Irving is not as smart as you want everyone to think he is. <laughs> <laughs> first, though, first, first thing we had, first, like, controversial, like, intellectual thing that we had with Kyrie was he said that the earth was flat. Yep. And he said that he believed that, and then everyone gave him shit for it. So, like, Kyrie, you're an idiot. Like, you fly all over the place. How do you not see that the earth is not flat? It doesn't make any sense. And then he has to come out and say, he says, oh, it was a social experiment, is what he says. Yeah, that's like, lies. He's like, it's a social experiment. Like, my friend told me to do it, whatever. So, we go for we go a couple months, like, Kyrie is being Kyrie. And now we have this new headline that says, Kyrie Irving thought Bucks were using original mecha court, not replica. Yeah. So Kyrie was being interviewed, and they're asking him about it, and he was like, "Yeah, like I just care about safety. Like I don't know how this court's going to be. I'm like with my knees and everything. I know it's pretty old." And then one of the reporters was like, "It's you think it's just painted? Like it's uh, the way they paint it?" And he was like, "No, nah. no." Nah. He's like, "Yeah, it took me about three steps on that court to realize it wasn't the normal NBA court that I play on." Which I think is absolutely ridiculous yeah. to say. They're they're not bringing back the original like court from like the fifties or whatever it was, seventies. I don't know. From yeah, from between seventy seven and eighty eight. Like you, Kyrie, you really think that they're bringing out the, that original court? Like you're so <laughs> dumb. I they, it, they can literally just paint it however they want. But he was convinced. Like told the reporter who suggested that. Like, no, you're wrong. Like I can tell. You. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't it, yeah. That was a real OG core. It's just been sitting there for like 40 years. Yeah, I mean, I would have asked him a follow-up question where, is this court flat or round? Yeah. That's one thing I would want to know. But I, I was like, he, I like Kyrie, and he's a great, phenomenal basketball player, but he, like, tries too much to sound, like, smart and philosophical and stuff. Like, he went on the first take and tried to sound all philosophical and yeah. when they're asking questions. But he tries too much. How did he get into Duke? I don't know, but whatever. He's a basketball player. And, and I told you. He doesn't care about what he said, just what he does with the basketball. <laughs> yep. it, it was because he was beardless, man. Yep, yeah. He's slowly growing it back, so this should phase out. He should uh, overcome this. But all <laughs> this went down when he had his shaved face. It did. When he said the earth was flat, when he went on first take and sounded like an idiot. <laughs> I mean, he's still, the the beard's not quite back. So he yeah. still he still gets a little bit of a pass, but soon we'll be able to trust him again. Yeah, hopefully, we'll see. Hopefully, he doesn't like have a change of heart and shave it again, because then we're right back at that at square A. Yeah, back to square one. We'd be in trouble. Yeah. Next thing we know, he'd be saying that the uh, World War Two was like a a myth. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it didn't really happen. It was just a a catastrophic world event to bring people yeah. together. We didn't land on the moon. The moon's flat. We couldn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the moon's a replica. Yeah, it's just know. the Earth painted like the moon. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Kyrie's a fool. You heard it here first. <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah. 
so my breaking news, it isn't news. We're moving back to the NFL here. Uh, NFL owners, reportedly uh, 16 of them, are trying to prevent Roger Goodell from receiving a contract extension. And this should not be breaking news at all because why would you give Roger Goodell an extension when he's like the worst commissioner in sports? Like anyone who's absolutely miserable at their job and makes their company look bad probably should get fired or not extended. He's he's absolutely trash. Um, He is the worst commissioner in sports. I remember watching watching South Park a couple weeks back and they had him. Had Goodell on there, and he was a robot. <laughs> really, he wasn't even a real person, and like he would just say the same shit over and over again, no matter what you asked him. And then like all the owners were like, "God damn it! Like this this robot's broken again." Because like, <laughs> he like really doesn't know what he's doing, and I don't know how he got to his position, but he makes like such questionable decisions, and has like no way to back up anything he does. He's just like I I, I can't stand the guy. Yeah. Bring David Stern, let David Stern be the commissioner. <laughs> David Stern, that's right. We got to get him back on the on the chair there. Yeah, he'll come back. He'll 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 make it so that weed is fine for the NFL, and then the players will all be happy. Yeah, exactly. They they they'd be cool with that. And uh, yeah, I mean, your body's hurting from getting hit all the time. Like a Sunday, you get home after a long game, you know, spark of a blunt. Yeah, and we could see Josh Gordon make a return. Exactly. That's what everybody wants. He could come. What's uh, he's working at some grocery store, right? A car salesman place. I don't know. I think he's he's probably making like minimum wage at your local Stop and Shop. That's crazy. <laughs> Just because he smoked some weed while he was an NFL player. Yep. Um, but yeah, there's just been so many alienating things that Goodell has done, like so many just bad looks for the NFL that like NFL fans have been. Like, come out and say, like, I don't want to watch because the decisions this guy made. <laughs> like, the Ray Rice situation kind of, like, kicked it all off. Oh, yeah, he and the whole aware. stretch with he domestic abuse. <laughs> like, he, he handled that situation as poorly as you could have. Uh, then he, he gets into Inflategate, where, like, for two years, he just relentlessly attacks the Patriots. And people hate him for that, and it makes the league look bad again. Now all the player protests are going on. And that's not necessarily his fault, but he hasn't really done anything to anything about it at all. Yeah. You know, just, just to make the situation better, not to put a stop to it or to promote it. Not, I don't care about, you know, that side of things, whatever he personally feels. Just to, like, make the league not look bad and be controversial over it. And uh, I don't know. It just seems like so many situations have arisen that he's done a terrible job of handling, and it's time for him to go. I agree. I mean, we need to move on. I mean, we need to be, you know, a, a new face sitting there in that chair because he is absolutely awful. Yeah. I can't oh, stand him. and more breaking news that isn't news. Jerry Jones is the primary NFL owner who's coming after his head. Ooh. Yeah. So if there was, if there was any me. NFL owner that was going to speak out and, like, come for his job and try to get him kicked out, it was going to be Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, man, that's a powerful man right there. Yeah, dude, he's a savage. Oh, yeah. I want to see him and Robert Kraft team up and just take him down, take down Goodell. That'd be awesome because, you know, Kraft doesn't like Goodell anymore. They used to be buddy-buddy, but now they're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Kraft's got some uh, – he's a suspicious dude. I love him, but I don't know about he's him sometimes. Some, he's got some uh, deals going on in the background. 
Yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, he's he's boys with Roger Goodell and and Donald Trump. He's just got a weird cabinet going on, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's not boys with Roger Goodell anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, it will fall out. So that was breaking news. It isn't news. We'll now uh, move on to another staple of the show here. Uh, we'll get our right. NFL picks off, get them locked in. Lock them in. Lock them in. Uh, so we'll start, as always, with upset of the week. Yep. And I got a hot one for you. All right, let's hear it. Cleveland Browns, baby. Ooh. We're back. We're back on the train. I was off it for a couple weeks. One week because they were a favorite, which is just inexplicable again. Um, and then they played the Titans last week, and they lost in overtime on a field goal. And it gave me all the hope I needed. I'm back on the Browns bandwagon. I still believe they're going to get at least three wins this year. <laughs> and the first one is coming this week against Minnesota. Ooh. Hey, it could happen. You never know. They got that. They had the early game. Because they're over in uh, London, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. I have not uh, checked the score, so. <laughs> but it's locked in. Locked in. Uh, we we already trashed the Vikings earlier. I said they're five and two, but they are they're fake. <clears throat> they are no oh, yeah. good. Three quarterbacks. You basically have zero. <laughs> I like it. I, I can see. I mean, the Browns got to win one. They're gonna at least win one. Exactly. Uh, like they have to. It. <laughs> they have to get at least one win. Uh, you know, except for those Lions in whatever year that was. Uh, it had to be like six or seven years ago now where they went yeah. 0-16. Yeah, that was atrocious. But the Browns are better than that, man. Oh, yeah. And I think they're going to do it for Joe Thomas this week. You know, All their right. best player gets hurt. Yeah. They're going to come back. He had, he, had like, what, what, he had the record of like 10,000 consecutive snaps. Like That's crazy for a football player. Yeah, especially for a lineman. Yeah, because they get beat up, man. Yeah, you'd think you'd be a quarterback. Yeah. Or like a kicker. <laughs> or a kick. Well, they, they don't get on the field enough. They only play like three snaps a game. Yeah, I mean, you got to play a long career, but. <laughs> yeah, hey, Vanitari might be close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're 11 point dogs, but I'm taking them. Uh, so, like what do you got for your upset of the week? All right, well, I was looking at the line, and uh, there's no, there wasn't really that many I like, except there's one that I can see. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I picked the Titans to win the division, but. Um, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna roll with your uh, your team there. I'm gonna roll with the Houston Texans over the Seattle Seahawks. I like that one. I like it. Seattle's a six point favorite. Um, I just think that the Texans offense is super dynamic. Will Fuller's got that big playability. You know, Lamar Miller. They got Dante uh, Foreman. You know. I mean DeAndre Hopkins too. DeAndre Hopkins is lit. And, you know, we don't even have to like Deshaun Watson. So we'll see. We'll see how their defense holds up against Seattle's offense because Russell Wilson is starting to pick it up a little bit. But I feel like it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. And I think the Texans can come out and uh, and shock the world. They got a chance. It's going to be tough uh, playing in Seattle. Oh, know, yeah, it's always it, tough. In Seattle. If the twelve gets their swag back, man, they're tough to beat in the uh, in the winter months up there in Seattle. Oh yeah. So gotta have know. faith, man. Houston's having a big year. The Astros are going to win the World Series, so. The who? The, the Nationals? The Astros. Oh, the Astros. Okay, I got you. I was going to say, who? 
<laughs> um, I'll take Dodgers though in that in that World Series. Ooh, I mean it's tied now two two. So. Yeah, and the only game I've watched was last night when the Dodgers won. So, as far <laughs> as I know, they've never lost. So I'm riding with them. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we'll have two night games here. Uh, the Sunday night fiasco is uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at Detroit Lions. Yep. I'm rolling with the Steelers. Are you on the same page? Yeah, I'm on the same page with you. I'm not a believer in the Lions whatsoever. Never. And I feel like uh, I feel like Big Ben's going to turn it around. He played decent last week, so you know. And then you can't you can't hold down Le'Veon Bell. You can't hold down Antonio Brown. Especially the, like the Lions defense is pretty good. I mean, but they're so good because they score. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, they've scored a crazy amount of defensive touchdowns. Actually, yeah, I want to check the number on it, but um, so I'll get back to you guys with the number. But I just the Lions never beat anybody, like anyone <laughs> good. They just beat all the bad teams and lose to all the good teams, and they do it every year. Yeah, and they end up eight and eight. <laughs> I mean, it's. It's crazy how they pulled off so consistently. Yeah, I know. It's like that's what they want to do. I I don't think so. <laughs> I, I have a feeling they would love to win more games than they do. But we got take. And then, uh, so yeah, we're both going with Steelers there. Obviously, yeah. Monday night is a great game. Or a game I I thought was going to be good. You know, after the first few weeks of the season, but the Broncos have been really bad recently. So we'll see yep. the Denver Broncos go to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs, who have lost two in a row. Uh, so two teams who are on two game skids, but are still upper echelon teams. Who are you rolling with? Hi, um, this one I'm going to have to pick the Chiefs. Um, yeah. Trevor Simeon's not been playing really well for the Broncos lately. Um, Broncos defense, you know, they do a good job of trying to eliminate the run. But Kareem Hunt is just so dynamic, especially with, you know, pass catching ability too. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm going to roll with the Chiefs just because, you know, I feel like they're going to turn around. They're, they're a really good team. I think they're uh, probably the biggest threat to the Patriots in the AFC. So I think they're going to beat the Broncos. Yeah, and they're on a two-game slide. But they've lost to two really good teams in the Steelers and the Raiders, I talked about them earlier. They're three and four, but they still kind of scare me. They're a good team, and both those games they easily could have won. You know, it, it was obviously the Raiders game was crazy. It was like a last second, uh, like oh, four gosh, last yeah. play. You know, <laughs> so that easily could have gone the Chiefs' way, and it could have been a one loss team. And then Pittsburgh as well. Uh, it was it was a really close ending with some uh, with a crazy touchdown to win when it should have been intercepted, and Antonio Brown ended up catching. Catching the ball, take it in for a touchdown. So, I still think they could easily be undefeated, and I don't see this two-game skid as really a skid at all. Yeah. So I think they'll keep it rolling, and and they'll beat this Broncos team that seems absolutely lost on offense. I mean, they got oh, yeah. physically dominated by the New York Giants <laughs> at home. I mean, yeah. that's embarrassing. So that's Elon, man. When all when all the odds are stacked against him, stacked against him. He, uh, he pulls it out. He performs. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And like you mentioned, Trevor Simeon, don't really trust him. Alex Smith, I'm still riding. He could be the MVP this year. I'm still on the train. Yeah. And I've been on the Chiefs uh, bandwagon here for since the beginning of the season, and I'm rolling with him. I'm sticking with him. Uh, they're going to beat Denver tomorrow night in Kansas City. All right. 
So those are our NFL picks locked in for, what do we got now, week eight? Yep, week eight. Week eight in the books. Already, that's crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, it's so 17-week season. We're just about halfway through. And then it's going to be all basketball. Uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, all right, so that's going to wrap it up for us today on Couchside Sports, where we give yeah. you our perspectives on sports from the comforts of our couches. As it should be. As it should be. Uh, as always, you guys can go follow us on Couchside Sports with a Z. We'll be putting up our picks and our power rankings today. So you can look forward to that. Go check us out. All right. And so, yeah, that'll be it for us today. Go watch some good football. Basketball's back. Hockey's back. It's a, it's a good season to be a sports fan in wintertime. Oh, yeah, I like that. So uh, this is your host, Kyle French, signing off. Mike Burke signing off. All right, and we will catch you guys next week on another episode of Couchside Sports. Love it. Peace. Peace.